Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It is the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this. I go off, thank God for that, it's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you, it is also me. So, lovely day yesterday, got to see my auntie and her husband and my in-laws and we had a lovely couple of hours um, celebrating my daughter's 16th. I think that's the last of the celebrations. Though she and I are going to a spa day, which is a birthday present. So it carries on and on and on. Um, One thing that I was quite keen to do is, um, well, as you know, I've signed up for a memoir. It's the Lang Lang Cat. If you're confused by that, go back and listen to the episode called, I think, Yoga Socks and Lang Lang. Um, But I am uh, signed up for a memoir. I can't say it. Memoir writing course. And through lots of things I speak about on here, you know, um, there's some tricky topics that I cover. Um, But one thing that I am conscious of doing is in the spirit of when I first started my blog, Reasons to be Cheerful in the Books, um, I'm always conscious uh, of making sure that the um, the good things are highlighted as well and expressing kind of gratitude and acknowledgement for the things I did have and the way in which I grew up in some ways it kind of well it, it, everything makes you who you are doesn't it so I thought I would share with you a piece that is in reasons to be cheerful part two which you can find on Amazon under reasons to be cheerful rides again there you go and uh, it's called don't look back in anger there are times when I've looked back at parts of my life and felt unhappy angry even this has occasionally been a useful tool to spur me towards the things that I wanted to achieve and as John Lydon put it so beautifully and accurately Anger is an energy. So I think the song is called May the Road Rise With You. I'll put a link in the show notes. Had I been brought up in a privileged bubble, perhaps I wouldn't have been quite so hungry for the experiences that I've pursued. But enough is enough. (laughs) And so I'm resolved that every time I feel a little bit poor me, I'll make a point of reminding myself of all the great things that I've had and do have in my life. So in that spirit, here are the things I am most grateful for having as a child. One, books. Whatever else we were short on, there were more books in the house than I could read. Thank you to my parents for buying Would You Rather, which my brother and I would pore over for hours, and now my children read, daring each other to choose the least unpalatable way to be killed by an animal. Thanks also to my mum for buying me a copy of Woman's Experience of Sex by Sheila Kitzinger, which was thrilling, educating and horrifying in equal measures to me and my 12-year-old friends and their parents. It is not every day you can sit on a wall and read an instructive paragraph on female masturbation. Well, I'd say it's more likely now. Um, if you are so inclined, look up Karma Lab on Instagram. Um, there are lots of people trying to embrace a healthier attitude towards sex which is no bad thing Uh, nursery rhymes one of the teachers at my local school told me that she sees children starting school who haven't had nursery rhymes sung to them if i find the parents that aren't singing humpty dumpty to their babies then i'm going to hit them over the head with a book of nursery rhymes
These songs stretch down generations and have saved us more than once. On one particularly horrendous occasion, Old MacDonald had a farm extended to incorporate a zoo as an, our infant daughter screamed her head off until we added another animal and then another and another. I remember this. We were driving to see friends in West Sussex. It was a long drive. Uh, she wasn't feeling it. And we ended up finally singing Happy Birthday. And we went through everyone in the family singing Happy Birthday. Things you will do. 4040 in. No, this is not a stronger version of the revolting drink 2020. This is perhaps the best game ever and perfect to play on an estate where there are rabbit warrens of alleyways and where boundaries can be clearly drawn between the houses of your mates. Whatever you do, don't be a post hanger. Nobody likes them. Freedom. An absence of devices and watches meant we could go out to play until it got dark and our sole focus was on playing 4040 or fighting or hiding dog poo under piles of grass or lying on our backs once we'd checked for dog poo under piles of grass looking for shapes in the clouds. We never ventured to, we never ventured too far. Okay. I think when I was writing this I was thinking about when I was a preteen. We never ventured too far. Mm -hmm. And there was always a parent who knew what was going on or reminding us when it was time to go in, like the mum who we could set our watches by if we'd had them, because she'd be like, Richard, when it was time for him to come in for tea. But we felt free, something that I now realise was a priceless gift. So there you go. No looking back in anger. Just reasons to be very, very cheerful indeed. Um, I think that's an interesting piece in I th I must have written it well, I wrote it I wrote it quite a few years ago and whilst I agree with much of that because let's face it nobody wants pity party you don't want to wallow in all the terrible stuff because it's not good for you um I've definitely in the past few years five years maybe six been going through a bit of a reckoning to say okay there's the stuff you can make light of. There's the stuff you can be grateful for. And there is the good stuff that you have to remember because, yeah, wasn't all bad and, and wasn't half as bad as, as it could have been. That said, you can't use the good stuff to excuse when not good stuff has happened uh, and, and that has happened... <laughs> <laughs> um, because of the way you were parented and my approach to that which I've talked about in some of the early episodes of the podcast is to explore that and understand that and work out what was behind the behaviour in the house when I was growing up so 100% yes to remembering the good stuff but no to using it to distract you from dealing with things that make you sad or angry. There you are. I think that's I think that's an accurate reflection. Um, but God, yeah, the amount of books that we had. And we did have this index card system that I think came from Reader's Digest. It had a photograph of gonorrhea. I will never forget that. Um me and my brother used to go through these index cards and look for the most... Like there was one of a Portuguese man of war that used to make me feel physically sick. There was the gonorrhea one, used to make us feel physically sick. There were some other things as well. And, and I wonder if 
one of those still exists anywhere. I feel like I need to go look it up. But yeah, the Sheila Kitzinger book, Woman's Experience of Sex, interesting one. I do think I did get in trouble or my mum got in trouble with one of my friend's parents for allowing me to take it outside. (laughs) But on reflection, it wasn't pornography. This was about, well, female sexuality. Um, and dispelling some myths and making people feel good about their bodies. So, I don't know, maybe a masterstroke on my mum's part. Maybe not entirely age-appropriate, but an unforgettable book nonetheless. What do I What do I hope for you? I hope that um, uh, if you had a bit of a crappy day, you can think of something that makes you go, oh, God, yeah, I remember that. That was really fun. Um... And I hope that no other parent contacts you and says, excuse me, but your child um, has been discussing this with my child. Uh, So that's that. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you think anyone would enjoy this episode or the series in general, please give it a share. And I will be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.